0: Hello, my friend. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 11th day of February. I'm Paul. On your Christian calendar, today is Transfiguration Sunday. So it's quite possible when you go worship with your assembly of believers today, wherever, that you're going to hear a sermon on the transfiguration. I know that's what I'll be preaching at the Garden Church of the Midlands today, a message we'll post for you next week. One of my favorites from the Gospels is the story of Transfiguration because there's so much happening and every time you preach it you can take a slightly different angle and I, I won't ruin it uh, for what will air for you next week but you can concentrate on that today I'm sure as you head into church and you'll hear that reading in your gospel reading and a message about the glory of Jesus shining through and how it's Christ left alone on the field he's it well today February the 11th, we are in Luke chapter 9, and I'm reading verse 25, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? When we were was in the gospel of Mark last year and part of the year before, we were in, in Mark chapter 8, this companion to this text says, what would a profit a man if he were to gain the whole world? but lose his own soul. Now, I said something yesterday that is really, really important today, and that is you don't take these verses and have them stand out of context by their self. So you don't just take a verse and quote it. You can, yes. Oh, of course we do. and But if you want to be true to, to what it's saying, well, then you need to see what happens around it. You, you, this common sense... Take English. Take our own modern day way of speaking. If you we, we do this all the time. You can see someone tweets something or puts something on Facebook that someone can pull a line from it and then post it as a quote. But then if you actually went back and read the whole thing or the thread, you might say, well, that's not exactly what that sounds like. It sounds like one thing, but it says another. Okay, well we can see that pretty easy in English. Maybe another way of seeing it is to if you pulled a line from a chapter in a in a novel, but you didn't have any context, you might not have any idea what's trying to be said, but you could maybe imagine it saying something else even though you didn't even change the words, it's just the context around it. So when you look at Luke 9:25, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? First of all, we don't assume that Jesus is actually talking about the possibility of someone owning the world or of earning enough or gaining enough in which they owned all the money in the world or all the property in the world and that the that what good would it do if you were if the man was able to do that but then he went to hell that's i actually kind of had this scripture in my head that way in my formative years, is what would the profit be? What good would it do you? And I always thought of it as money What because of the word profit. What good would it do you to have all the money but die and go to hell? That's how I saw this verse. But that's, again, doing damage by pulling it away from its context. Inside of its context, Jesus has told them that he's going to suffer that he's, going to be, that he's going to be brought on up on charges by the elders. He's going to be killed. And three days later, he's going to raise again. He then invites anyone who wants him to follow him into this, that if you actually want to be like me, you're going to have to run this risk. You're going to have to pick up your cross. You're going to have to take the, the chance of stepping into death the way I will. But just as I'm going to raise again, taking up your cross is a means of stepping into a new life. Okay, And if you desire to save the life you have, well, then you'll not be able to live. But if you are willing to lay down the life you had, well, then you will be able to live. What good would it do you to have in the material sense, the mental sense, the emotional sense, the physical sense, the financial sense? What good would having do you If you lost the thing that mattered more than having, if you lost your own peace, if you lost your own sanity, what what is worth you grabbing and clutching and holding on to that by holding on to it would cost you the other thing you could have? This is a question of balance and one that has to be asked over and again in all of our lives. We don't just ask this one time. This is not a salvation verse. This is not a simple one and done verse of, well, you can either be lost and maybe get a bunch of stuff, but you'll go to hell, or you can have nothing and you get to go to heaven. That's not this verse it's a verse that we need to keep close to our consciousness frequently to say, what good would it do me to hold on to the things that don't matter or hold on to things that don't bring me life if by holding on to them, it costs me my peace and my sanity and my health and my wholeness. And that I need to ask myself that question honestly, Not in a condemning manner, but in a manner that prompts me to let go of the things that don't matter. In another passage, Jesus tells us that a man's life consists more than the abundance of things that he possesses. And the word he uses there for possesses is the same word that Paul uses when he says that Jesus emptied himself, did not think it a thing to be grasped to hold on to his divinity. In other words, he let go of his divinity to be who he is. And Jesus is challenging us to let go of whatever it is that we've reached out to hold on to, that by holding on to it, we're not able to hold on to something else. You can't Because you can't hold everything at the same time. And so a choice has to be made. This is the choice of losing what you were so you could be who you will become. Not simply or only a one-time choice, but a choice that happens over and over again. I've had to face this choice multiple times. I'm currently walking through this choice now. We've had yet another life change, yet another decision of, okay, it's time to move from one spot to the other, to do the next thing that the Father has given us to do. And to do that, we have to let go of some stuff. We have to let go again. Because by letting go again, we get to take up something new. And you don't get to hold them all at the same time. What does Jesus mean by the ashamed of me passage? It's the next verse. And remember, context is king. We'll get into this one tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.